here. We are live. This is Us by the Giant. And this is a bonus episode. I think this is number two bonus episode. Bonus number two. We are here today because Pete said, hey guys, let's see. Pete's, Pete's back. Let's discuss veganism. Oh no. Yes. Okay, this is the episode. <laughs> here we go. And fight. <laughs> no, I wanted to close it down already. I said, this is it. What do you mean? Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> Quite succinct there, Michael. <laughs> Veganism is a word. So I'm a vegan. Pete knows that. Uh, Pete is not a vegan. And Logan, you are not a vegan. Okay. So what it do? What it do? We are going to talk about this. Also, just this is our. We don't. I. But I. For myself, I don't mm -hmm. gonna go out there and judge people. Okay. So if you eat meat, Logan, or you eat meat, you've seen me eat meat. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you had the wings today. <laughs> Which is fine, right? I'm not gonna... And for me, I do this for myself. I find it's the same thing for life. If I tell my son, hey, I know the outcome of this situation can be like this, but if he doesn't experience it for himself and wants to change, he will not do it. Yeah. Or you can compare it to smoking too. Maybe I guess. Yeah, but if you want to really smoke, stop smoking, you have to do it yourself. Yeah, you have to want to quit anything. But I, I don't, I don't get the comparison between veganism and smoking. Oh, I mean, like if you think you don't want to eat meat anymore, but it gives you a hard time. Oh, okay. And other people try to convince you. Okay. It's pretty much you can't do it till you say, "Hey, I'm gonna do this." Okay. Yeah. yeah. Has to be your choice, right? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe some, maybe your partner. Maybe you have a partner who's vegan. And you eat meat, and then maybe down the road you say, "Yeah, what am I doing here?" And then you always have to have two separate things in the kitchen. I don't know. So, what brought you to this discussion? <laughs> so, I think this is a really interesting topic to uh, discuss because since um, me being a chef, it's been really it's it's an interesting thing to me. Um, I've seen it kind of stick around for at least like the last 10 years or so of more and in my professional capacity at least that there's more and more vegans being um, more present actually in within the market yeah. and it's, it's at first I'm I was pretty much um, kind of skeptical of it just like oh yeah yeah there's another kind of hippy dippy woo woo thing yeah. Right. like another True. fad but apparently this one's kind of stuck around and i think there's good reasons for it being sticking around um so why i wanted to sort of talk about this today is because michael's a quite adept vegan um and by that means he's done a lot of research with it he's uh maintains a really active healthy lifestyle with it um True. you know he knows what where to get his b12 and such um or the complete protein strength yeah that too because you can't get all the amino because the body cannot sensitize it. Yeah. It's just like the vitamin C, for anybody who doesn't know, the body can't sensitize vitamin C. You need to get it from the outside. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what were you just doing? No vitamin C on that one. No vitamin C. Lots of B12 though. Yeah, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, mine is just coffee and almond milk, my drink. I, I like this. I, I think it's a really good opportunity to talk about this and mm -hmm. I'm totally, 
I was thinking about it all week and I put a Facebook post out there by Ask by the Giant and ask if anybody has any questions for us. You want to talk about this first, the questions, or do you have something you want to come along first? Uh, I think probably just define veganism is probably the easiest thing to do. So if somebody's kind of new to this podcast and they absolutely know what we're talking about in yeah. comparison to, you know, like a lacto-oval vegetarian, which might be completely different. And then maybe if we have enough time that we can talk about ethical veganism, which is sort of another subset of veganism. Mm -hmm. so I think that's great. I'm going to let the vegan define the veganism because I think that's good. What is veganism? For myself, I think there's a lot of people who set themselves rules, so they define themselves, right? But in my view, what my vegan diet is that I do not eat any animal products uh, at all. For me, that also uh, includes honey, right? And however, I... Within my house, here at home, when there is a pest, I have to take actions and responsibilities towards my family too. Like if there's a wasp nest close in the backyard, I will not wait till winter until it disposes of itself. Unfortunately, I have to put the safety of my family first, so that's what I do. You don't eat the wasp, would? No, but some people, for example, wouldn't touch it, right? They would just leave it as it is. So that's, that's Michael's veganism. Um, I think the classic veganism is basically no animal products, no animal byproducts, um, which is different from vegetarians. Vegetarians will eat no meat, but they may eat eggs, they may eat fish. Yeah, uh, what is, that like blows my mind. Like, doesn't eat fish inherently meat? Like, I don't well, understand why they like, I'll touch, I'll eat the veggies, but I won't touch the chicken, but I'll eat the fish. It's a mammalian thing. Right? There are some vegetarians that will eat like crocodile or something like that because they feel that that's, um, it all has to do with a reduction of harm, a reduction of suffering. So the reason that they're trying to reduce this is that the jury's still somewhat out on what a animals, fish can feel, I guess. what a fish can feel mm -hmm. and what you define as suffering. So absolutely, if you take an animal, um, and you put it into some sort of factory farm situation, it is probably not living its best life, right? Yeah. So somebody who's a vegetarian or a vegan takes uh, offense to that, or it takes, um, maybe not offense. I don't know if it's offense. For some, yes, they are very, maybe they are very active in the community. Mm -hmm. and they feel they bad for the chicken. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, for me, I know it's not the right choice, but I feel like I myself can't change things mm -hmm. by myself. But I think it's mixed, mixed. Like, I think you were right that there are people who are frustrated with this too. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy yeah. um, at all. It's a big choice. Um, and it's really hard to stick to. Like, you can find that you be, you think you're on the right path for a while, and then the more you get into it, the more you learn that there's more and more suffering to it. Right. You know, the, like a lot of vegetarians will eat dairy. And if you look into the dairy industry, the dairy industry probably won't, make you go to bed happy tonight if you read too much about it anyway there's some there's some quite the thing is with cheese giving it up uh is really hard because cheese actually makes you addictive okay so i looked this up there is a protein in the milk it's called casomorphines yep okay so this makes you happy <laughs> that's why cheese is so hard to stop and because it tastes good too yeah 
It does taste good. Yeah. That's like, I have to say, as me as a vegan, cheese giving, just giving up cheese was like, oh man. Yeah. Cheese is one it's of the things people, no. well, dairy in general is something that people really have a trouble with giving up. Um, but back to the thing about the suffering, yeah. that we under, we easily associate suffering to animals that we understand. So we see a mammal, like say a cow or a pig, or even maybe like a chicken. You'll see this and you're like, okay, well, they bleed red blood. They, you know, they walk on the earth. We kind of understand how they react, and we've yeah. been around them for millennia now. Um, so that's probably why we have those are your first top three that you eliminate from that. Um, then, as you get lower down, you might say, well, eggs are okay because the chicken doesn't die to give you the egg, right? And most of the time, the egg is not for. Yeah. No, it's not fertilized. There's no embryo. Here. Yeah, exactly. No. It's a dead. Feed. It's not going to become another chicken. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, there are some types of egg, or no, there are some types of chickens that just are bred for laying eggs. That's, That's what they do. Yeah, it's as long as you don't have a product. rooster. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But the problem with the egg industry is, yeah, you know, as sorry, as I say this, where you can see that there's a conflict with some people, maybe that they get frustrated about is. They handpick the female chickens and yep. all the male ones go in the shredder. Yep. And that's just, just right after birth. Yep. Yeah. So. And, and there's a lot of um, factory farms that are factory farms. You know, these chickens don't have a great life. Mm. In even the, and some of the, even the free range ones, you you could argue that they're not lived to, you know, they're, they're not living their best life. Um, no, they say free range and then they're all together in one big hall or warehouse almost yeah, pretty much, yeah. they cut their beak off because like, then they can't pick at each other because they get all frustrated mm -hmm. this is what we will get frustrated if, we, if i would be with you three guys in a small room yeah uh, it's gonna get ugly there's there's lots of different terminologies with them there would be free run uh free range you know you'll probably hear grass fed you know Green feed fed, fed corn yeah. fed you know, all of these are different farming technologies that kind of change the outcome of what that product is. Because ultimately, that is what a farm is producing. Whether that be, um, you know, apples or animals. You know, they're, they're producing a product. So they're going to label them in different ways. Yep. Um, and there are certain parameters around it. So chickens that are, say, like handling or laying chickens may be in just a little cage that allows them to maybe turn around if they're lucky. Mm -hmm. So that's probably not their best life. There are other ones where they're given a pasture uh, to run around in with a bunch of other chickens and see the daylight, but each chicken only has, say, effectively, you know, a meter square mm -hmm. of that pasture. So that's how many chickens they can put into there before they meet these criteria of free range or whatever. Um, where it comes with fish and then mollusks and crustaceans is that there's probably a different, or at least a more alien sense of there. They don't breathe air. They don't have legs. Well, they have legs. Sorry, they don't walk on land all Very the great. time. Um, so there's a, it's harder to empathize with them in the same way. That's my impression, and that's what I found. Other people are just like, I'm okay with fish because it's a fish. I don't know. Have you ever seen one skinned alive though, like flayed alive? Like, <laughs> they, I think they feel it. Like, yeah, for sure. Well. Now, that's the interesting question. Do they feel it or they're reacting to stimulus, right? Mm. I want to I bring it to a different point. Okay. Uh, viewpoint, because it's true that some people still classify fish as not meat and they are vegetarians for themselves. Mm -hmm. However, give them another year and they maybe give it up. 
Yeah. It's just, I think it's a process of slowly giving up because when you give everything up at the same time, it might be really it's, hard. It's too hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for myself, I can say I was a vegetarian first. I was a vegetarian for seven years and I still ate cheese and eggs. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I immigrated to Canada, I almost had everything gone, starting to let go. But when I arrived here, it was for me to handle it was just too much. Mm -hmm. There wasn't as much alternative food yeah. groups or offerings here by that time. And then I actually went back to eat meat after a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And now I've been vegan for three years, I think, two mm -hmm. years, something like that. Yeah. That's good. That's a commitment for sure. Um, but the stimulus thing is, is, is interesting because if you say take an ant, which we know doesn't have a nervous system. Now, let, let's say if you're going to be gruesome and pick this, one of his ants legs off, it will react to that stimulus in the sense of it moves differently. Mm. Right? So is it suffering? Have you endured suffering? So this you is in the very... created um, a worse situation for Yeah, him. like you, you, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Um, you know, like if a mosquito bites you and you, you know, slap your arm because you don't want this mosquito to bite you, you've robbed this mosquito of a meal. <laughs> so why are yeah. you causing this mosquito suffering? So well, not if I kill it though. <laughs> yeah. But where is that line? Right. That line will vary from person to person. I Very think. true. Yeah. And it's not, um, so much of a judgment of character, but everybody has to, like Michael, you have to say, okay, you know what? If there's a bunch of wasps out here, I don't want to mistake yeah. my kid relentlessly. I have to take action into my own hands. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if it's if the wasp is further away and it's like September, yeah, okay, come on, give it another month. It's okay. Mm -hmm. They would just die yeah, anyway. You're not going to go actively hunting wasps just to hunt them, right? So, oh, exactly. What I will do though in the house if I have mice, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take them down. Because they are yeah, they can spread infectious diseases. Yeah, and, and they go after your electrical, and then your house oh, burns yeah. down. It's like sorry, I, no, they can create quite a lot of problems. You gotta do what you gotta do, and that's for me where I draw my line. Right, you're definitely not as cute as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you don't got Mickey Mouse chewing into your walls. Mm -hmm. I have pets, rats. They were great. That's different. Like as rats as are bigger than mice. Yeah, I know. But don't, don't let them in the walls, though. They're <laughs> no. super smart, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Rats are very good apple eaters. Mice are too. Mm -hmm. But at like a nuisance level, then yeah, it's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah. In the house? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I leave the spiders alive though. So, because they are good. Yeah, they eat the mosquitoes. I'm cool with that. And if the wasp is inside the house, I yeah. usually try to capture it with a glass and let it out. Mm -hmm. so I did find out we have a couple poisonous ones here in North America. The spiders? Yeah. The brown recluse. Yeah. That one's probably the most prevalent one. Um, and as far as from Victoria to I believe Manitoba, there are actually like um, black widows. Okay. Apparently. And we have huge spiders too, right? Yes, wolf spiders. Wolf spiders. And dock spiders. How big do they get? Um, probably a. Like a toddler hand. Uh, yeah, they get pretty big. Uh, can, yeah. Scary. Little baby hand walking around on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went from vegan to horror show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. But I mean, if I see that thing on the ground, I'm gonna be squashing it, I think. I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty fast too, right? Oh yeah, they're terrifying. Yeah. So, so now we have down the... Rabbit hole? Is it a, yeah, did, you, did you want to say something? Did you say something about the ethical vegans as well? 
So if we have time, he said he'll discuss it. Yeah, yeah right. if you want to get into that, because you can get out a really weird rabbit hole with that for weekends. Mm -hmm. So some people have sent us some questions. Yeah, we got some questions here. Oh, nice. So you want to start with the really tough ones first? Uh, always. Okay, good. So Logan, mm -hmm. the world's human population is expected to reach 10 billion by 2050. If the population okay. keeps rising at this rate, do you feel the, that meat consumption is sustainable? What do you think will happen? Uh, yeah, no, I was actually listening to an article about this a little while ago, and it would almost, or meat consumption would have to skyrocket to keep up with demand. Um, like, it's, it's a dilemma, for sure, because that's what we've grown up with. That's what I've grown up eating. It's meat. true. That's how I got my protein most of the time. Yeah. Hot dogs, hamburgers, but yada yada. Same here. Um, but to feed those people, it's either gonna have to we're gonna have to increase the amount of cows out there and, and then field. And what's happening in like places like the rainforest, they've been cutting down the rainforest to make room for more fields and stuff like that. So I don't I don't I don't know. It's a really tough question. It's, it's definitely a tough question, but yeah. I think I think um, like even the Canadian government has changed the food guide now. Yep. Yeah. Incorporate more plant-based stuff. Yeah, beans and lentils I put in there. Yeah, and the tofu. But I think tofu was in there before. Yeah, yeah. it was. But they reduced the amount of meat that you're supposed yeah. to eat. Well, even like I remember it when grams. I when I first okay. started buying food on my own, like 500 grams of hamburger was like 350, and now it's almost like six bucks. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, the prices of food have really, really, really gone up, mm -hmm. and it's it's. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other well, problem. Well, but I think, <clears throat> I think like we, sh I don't know. I think nuts would have to come more into play, and to be honest, like to mm -hmm. put in more meat. I don't know. Man. I think it's I, my personal opinion. I think it's not sustainable because with the alone the uh, environment, how it has to suffer from animal production. Mm -hmm. They have those pits where they have the pigs, and they just the sewage water just goes out into open pits where they collect and it's just a combination of medicine and antibiotics Wait, okay so, so you're saying do farms have their own tailing ponds yes. of like human like animal bits not human bits no, no animal human. correction i don't animals. want any human farms <laughs> <laughs> this weird animal farm uh, but no of like animal yep. bits yeah, yeah they do. that is disturbing and yeah, they it's... and they have them sometimes close to town and it just seeps into your ground oh. or some of the floods that uh, happened in the states. Oh that yeah, was a, that was a That's, big concern with it because all of yeah. a sudden all this pig pee goes everywhere. Yeah, and right? and yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm going to put a counterpoint to that one. Good. Now we're looking at this specifically from a North American perspective, more mostly from the whole first world idea. Well, yeah, you, you, I think you can include Europe too. Yeah. Okay. For consumption wise. Yeah. Well, yeah. they like this big steak, potatoes, right? Like, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, or that's what I mean. We're used to meat three times a day. Yeah. Same in Europe. Out of it. Yeah. At now, least I can speak for Germany. Sorry. No, uh, that's what. Yeah, we can get into that later. <laughs> Germany. Germany. <laughs> Germany. I'm still, I'm still astounded that uh, you're the only German I know who can give up like anything with the starting ending with worst. <laughs> yeah, but not my sauerkraut. Not your kraut, yeah. No. You keep your kraut. Um, is the are these population spikes specific to North America and Europe, or are they more in 
Africa, Asia, and, you know, uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah, and India would be the country where you will see the most growth. India and China. India and China. Actually, India is outpacing China right now. Yeah, India is, like, way to go. But China supposedly is going to go down, actually, a little bit. Well, China is starting to have their uh, middle class. Yeah. They're first, they're starting to get their middle class, just like the, the West. And you know what's happening in China right now? They have this swine flu, huh? Again? Yeah, and it's really, really bad. Mm-hmm. They're losing so many pigs. Um, so with India, India is where uh, veganism started, hmm. right? Like that's generally where it's re- like looked into a lot of the Middle Eastern uh, religions. It looks like it started. No, yeah, is that through their religion or is that like... Vegetarian know. is pretty common to, I believe it's... Me being a... I believe I've it's uh, Muslims. A lot of Muslims okay. are uh, vegetarians, um, but basically that area there, the like even the, the Islamic State, mm-hmm. um, they're all quite orthodox in terms of like their diets. Their diets are very much regular. They don't eat pig because um, it's dirty. It's yep. Yeah, it's seen it's as dirty. dirty yeah. It's seen as dirty. Um, you know, there's other there's some other meats they do. Some people get really orthodox and they don't even touch dogs because they feel less dirty. Animals, yeah, that's which, it's. Again, the north, that's like one of the more disturbing meat sources. I'd but say. why is it? Like, ask yourself. Uh, I, for us, we perceive no. it that it's wrong, but for them, if we would eat yes, a cow, no. that's wrong for them. You know, this Absolutely. is just the way but, you grew up. But see, when you say man's best friend, you don't say man's best dinner plate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's man's best friend. But that's our, that's that's our, our perception. That's our perception. This, this is in our this perception. Very much our first world our first developed G7 nation kind of view of things. And I think, but with this population spiking from there, Mm -hmm. their diets are different. So that might, it, you know, is it unsustainable to eat three meals a day? Like North America does and Europe and developed Europe does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely it is. Mm -hmm. But they don't eat three meals a day like we do, right? It's a lot more plant-based. It's a lot more, um, it's a lot lighter in terms of meat. And it's a, yeah, it's a heck of a lot less um, farmland that involves, you know, cows. Yeah. So I have another question on this topic. Actually, somebody uh, did ask here, put this in the room, would you try eating cats and dogs? Why and why wouldn't you? Dear God, no. Yeah, but it's meat as well, right? No. <laughs> okay. So it's. I think it's just interesting to open up that perspective. I'm just going to close that door. Okay. <laughs> so I won't Good. because um, that's kind of my line. And why? Why? Yes. Because I grew up with these animals as companions, as friends. You mm-hmm. know, like I've got two dogs now. I had a cat for like 18 years. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're they separated from me mentally. I recognize that both of them are mammals. You know, a pig and a dog are quite similar in terms very much. of brain size and yeah, intelligence. Yeah, pigs are like. very smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, there is, I, I totally understand the moral argument here. Okay. Yeah. I get it. However, it's the way we grew up, right? I have never had a pig as a pet. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think if you would have had a pig as a pet now forever, you would I not eat pigs? I would have probably changed it. Yeah. Um, but... On the other hand, there's kind of a reason that there were indentured to certain animals. You brought up pest control in terms of mice. Yep. Well, that's one of the reasons we like cats, right? They yeah. they keep the house clean. They keep the house clean in yeah. terms of these uh, rotor pests and such, and they've offered us companionship. Mm-hmm. Um, 
dogs have done a myriad of roles for us throughout the years and we're eaten originally yeah they're really cool because they're like hey we can take this animal with us and it seems to like us and follow it around and it's not bad to eat didn't you tell me today about the wolf the wolves how they how that developed you would you mind explaining that oh yeah so when we were cavemen right we would hunt animals uh and the wolves would be almost like a, a competition okay and what would happen is what we'd throw we'd be like oh here's some chunk of meat and the wolves would eventually just follow us and then we'd domesticate them so they weren't I guess as violent, but they would grow to know us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as we were hunting, the wolves would assist and they would get a chunk, like like how we give the wolf, our dogs leftovers. Yeah. It'd be the same as when the caveman had them. And then it just evolved from there. Yeah. yeah. I like that very much. Did you know that the camel was the only animal that domesticated itself? The camel was? The camel. Mm-hmm. Um, because Actually, the, anyways, I'll first you finish that point. Yeah. In, the, in, <laughs> in the desert area where camels are prevalent, you know, a lot of people first... Kind of started coming around. Um, you want some pudding? Camels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, camels <laughs> actually would drink in the same watering holes that a lot of humans would kind of sort of settle out and be close yeah. to. So, but a lot of the predators, like the um, apex predators, would come to these same watering holes, right? And the camels would get eaten. But the apex predators get scared of the humans. Oh, so the camel came so together. So the camel would come to the same uh, area as the humans were settled. It's a good as, one. And they're just like, well, we'll just hang out with these humans. And then they they lost fear of humans. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, you know, we're hanging out and spitting together. Nice. I like and that. Then, on your note, I actually was listening to CBC, and they were talking about who domesticated who. Mm-hmm. And then it came on to the topic of humans. Mm-hmm. And then the guy was like, well, who domesticated a human? Well, we did. Yeah. We domesticated. So that was another instance of... The humans domesticated ourselves mm-hmm. because we're not as violent. We're not as like we, we do more things that are domestic. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, actually. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. <clears throat> <laughs> Ready for this one? No. So animals all have feelings. This is from a listener. Okay. And okay. want to enjoy life. They also have instincts, complex emotions and form relationships like we do. How can you justify humans choosing when their life should end? I, as a vegan, I'm not, I'm, don't eat them, but mm-hmm. for me, I would like to go into that question too. Like, if I would be eating meat right now, yeah. I would justify that for survival. Yeah, well, it's like it's a situation with me versus you, or I need food, therefore, <laughs> when mm-hmm. you're the animal, you're going first. I feel this is almost that. like the cannibalism we talked about. Um, Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> well, I know there's there's certain situations I believe in, in farming. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's like when the animal loses its usefulness. So when a, a milking cow dries up, it's gonna become a burger. Like burger. Yeah. When a chicken stops laying eggs, chicken like nuggets. No, exactly. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, oh, it's good. But well, now it's like monetary value, though, right? That chicken is of age. It is weighs enough, send it to market, done, like it's done, type deal, right? Like Hypothetically, on the positive side, you could still say, hey, they didn't just waste it. I don't know, but... We're in a situation now, I don't know. in terms of eating meat, and that we are, we're industri- we've industrialized it, right? Farming isn't just this sort of... 56 billion animals a year. Yeah. This, it is, is that what that goes through the, the machine? 56 billion animals a year wow. for humans. 
this isn't just this neat thing that we've kind of like it, like you know early in agriculture kind of thing where we or animal mm -hmm. husbandry we've gone far beyond this it's, it's super industrialized so now we have all these animals and we can't just sort of let them go into the wild yeah. and make, live the, let them live their best lives because that will not it'll be even worse for the environment well it'll be it may be worse for the environment but then you'll have a different kind of crisis on the head short-term crisis instead of long-term right they have a wild flock of zebras in california Wow. Yeah, <laughs> heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they closed up the zoo, and what did they do with the zebras? They just kicked them out, and then now they are self-sustainable. Oh God, yeah. So there's a flock of wild zebras. <laughs> it's actually called a harem. A ham? A harem. A harem of zebras. Good to know. Yes, it's good to know. It's fact check. Yeah, it's true. Do it. Go for it. No, I trust you. So the the idea that you know can humans decide when an animal has died unfortunately we've already made the decision of when they live so we have created oh, this yeah. responsibility good point. very good point and we have to sort of see it towards its end because we can't just it's it i i wish we could frame all things in the way that we see sad puppies right we right, see right, like right. you know now there's a sad puppy who doesn't have a home and why should you determine that you know now this is the end of this puppy's life but it's mm -hmm. not exactly like this but you know why it is from my person personal Viewpoint is mm -hmm. because you don't see it. You go yeah. in the supermarket, yeah. your meat is freshly packed, it's visually appear oh. appearing. Yeah. Yeah. You take it, it tastes amazing, it smells good, yeah. you go again. Yeah. Well, that's like I was telling you, you you like the hamburger, you just don't want to see how it's made. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Like the McDonald's burger you said, we shouldn't talk about brands, yeah, okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. Well, we will not edit this out. <laughs> okay, so I have one couple more questions. Sure. Are you guys okay sure. if I carry Go on? Go for it. Mm. I'm terrified. <laughs> Pete, have you considered to be a vegan? I spent a little while as a vegetarian, just purely out of curiosity. Yeah. Um, I have considered being a vegan because really there there is... I can't construct a really good moral argument in my head to tell myself that um you know there actually is a difference between a dog and a pig right really you're doing the same thing you're killing an animal mm -hmm. and eating it uh you're you know you're not letting that animal or you may or may not be letting that animal suffer mm -hmm. uh you're not really contributing to that animal's welfare in a, in a particularly good way so have i considered yes given my profession though and i have not been able to wrestle with it because it would in order to complete that sort of moral loop in my head, I would have to give up what I do for a living. You couldn't just separate it. No, because if you're if yeah, you're saying okay, that'd, it is that'd wrong, be tough. It that'd is really wrong tough. for me to eat steak because I don't think that we should kill cows. So is this then you would become an ethical vegan? Uh, partially. Yeah. Well, there, it's it's an ethical dilemma, is what it is. Yes. Um, and in that that if I'm working at, say, like a restaurant where I used to work or something, and I am cutting meat as a part of my job, yeah. it's really hard to say, well, just because I'm not taking a steak yeah. doesn't really make me a vegan. Okay. Right? Because it, you think you would still support it? I'm, I am still supporting it. Yeah. Right? He's inherently doing I'm it. I'm inherently doing it. It's true. And is my... I think you can see it both ways, so... Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, it'd be tough to separate like your personal from your job. If indeed, you're sitting there cutting up steaks. Mm -hmm. like. And to go further, now when I'm purchasing things, 
you know, and I see yeah. buzzwords like, you know, free range and grass fed and, and all that. And I, I gravitate towards those, but I also have a duty towards kind of my company and my customers that I have to get them the best value. Mm -hmm. And the best value is not, unfortunately, always the most ethical. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about utility turkeys? Yeah, I've had a, I have a hard time with utility turkeys. Mm -hmm. um, utility turkeys are kind of like the low-end bird. Uh, they're a very big bird. Uh, they're generally not treated really well, I don't think, in their life anyway. I found from butchering them over the years that you'll find ones with broken legs, missing legs, and mm -hmm. you get to know the difference in the meat. You know, you'll see if it was broken after it was killed because you won't see the kind of contusion okay. right inside the muscle. Then there's other times where there's contusion inside the muscle that you kind of know that this animal did not live a good life. Mm -hmm. And it's a really kind of hard thing to know that you're in a way still contributing to that, right? You're buying that. You bought that turkey. You said you, you basically enabled... I want the best price for the most meat. Yeah, you enabled, right? you enabled that poor behavior by mm. saying, yeah, I'll buy it. But is there really another choice, though, for a big market, like my big company? <sighs> it's like a devil's circle, or how do you call Devil's it? Advocate. Yeah, because you can't really, the system is... It's a, it's a catch-22. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's yeah. your I think the first thing you can do is to start to realize what the situation is. And how does it make you feel? Yeah. You can't call ahead and be like, hey, how was this turkey treated? Like, what's his life like? What was his father like? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you buy turkey for the best, it seems like. True. However, there are local farms here in Thunder Bay, too. So there are farms who are... Uh, I've been to, out to a couple of farms, and you can actually go and see the pigs. And I have to say, it does look good. Yeah. It will. It's not like high commercial slaughtering production. Up until the day comes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's one slaughterhouse, right? Yeah, the abattoir. Yeah, there's only one in the, in this area. Okay, so there's one for me here. Have you ever thought about eating meat or byproducts again? And I have. Honestly, sometimes I do have cravings, and like the cheese is completely gone for me now. But I had like, especially I had very strong. Uh, desire to eat something specifically mm -hmm. and then but what I did I went out and got those beyond meat sausages yeah. and I was satisfied yeah. but there there comes sometimes that urge so yeah, yeah I do and there's I have three two more here uh, somebody would like to know the environmental environmental impact of veganism most people assume it has to do with caring for animals or for their dietary health. While those are valid concerns, I feel like they are secondary. Well, like I was asking you, is there a hormone, like a hormonal issue with just eating like tofu and stuff like that? Like I was asking you. Yeah, that's a good question. Is that like I've heard that in the media and yada yada yada? Yeah, I talked to a nutritionist. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite? Yeah, yeah talk to you. You know, and she said that it is totally fine. Just what what it was is it involved higher levels of estrogen. Yes, yeah, so it's it would elevate your uh, that hormone, and then you would absorb it in your body, and right. then whatever happens yeah. happens. And then especially for males, right? Yeah, great. Grow a set of. Ta -da! Yeah. <laughs> well, also it with that elevation, it also increases the hormone in young girls and increases the 
that's mostly the growth hormone. That's what I mean. It increases the growth hormone in people as well. Very true. Yeah, it's huge. Like it brings about like uh, what's what's the term? Puberty faster or something? Yeah. To me, I look at that honestly as an equal risk type thing. You know, like if you're gonna eat so much soy, if you're gonna be a soy boy. And go into that That's much. A good new term. Yeah. You hear it in here first. I didn't coin that one. Oh no. Have you heard that before? I haven't heard that before. Soy boy. If you if you're gonna be a soy boy and eat that much that it's actually gonna impact your hormonal levels, then maybe you're not eating a balanced diet anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, just as the same way as if you're eating so much um, genetic or um GMO? hormone well yeah, not yeah. GMO. Uh, oh, hormone yeah. modified the meat, growth hormone yeah. then maybe you're, you're again you're not yeah. eating a great diet that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand what we eat mm-hmm. the things that we eat affect how we age affect how we develop because yes. if there's a cow that they just chock full of growth hormone well guess who's getting the growth hormone too yeah. like well again growth it's hormone not free just that too right hormone free meat is now almost a standard canada's been very strict about it from the beginning um we actually laxed our laws a little bit recently uh, just to get more competitive with the u.s the u.s has always had a lot of um freedom in yeah. uh their laws in terms of like what you can what you can and can't do with meat okay well this is nothing well, about the environment well, it's also e coli too. oh sorry that's the meat production but yeah. anyways mm. so environmentally um meat produce meat producing meat is the yeah. highest co2 emission from all groups, as far as I know. Yeah, I can see. To that. make and the highest water consumption as well. Makes sense. Yeah. To, so that's huge. Yes. Look at all the forest fires. So. <laughs> the damn cows are drinking all the water. Cooking. Somehow. I I think overall we'll see a reduction in how many people eat beef as often. If you look at some of the, even the European diets, like the, like Greece, for example, um, or Japan, going out and having any bit of beef is really like, oh, I had a steak. That's, that's your hundred dollar meal kind of thing. Like that's your, um, you know, celebration kind of thing. Um, but there's a lot of chicken and there's a lot of huge amounts of fish in these diets and a lot more vegetables and rice. Rice is a bigger staple. Um. So I think that, like, if you look at Japan, how dense, the, densely compacted their yes, population is, they have so little farmland. Yeah. So they primarily fish. And it's all rice. radioactive. Well, there's, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, there's some radioactive problems there, for sure. <laughs> Nothing will ever happen if we put a radioactive thing on an island, will we? <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, yeah, lots of problems with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I also heard that they do. Um, there's buildings that are like vacant, and they do farming in these skyscrapers now. Yeah, and they because right, where do you go if you got no room? You go up. Yeah, you go up. Are you are you concerned though about the production of meat that's causing such a huge impact on the environment? I think that the level that we're producing meat and the way they're producing meat is you're right is not sustainable. We will see a shift. I think. Where eventually we're going to yeah. get smarter and say, hey, stop producing so many steaks from cows, mm-hmm. right? It's not worth it by comparison yeah. to um, even like even pigs or even yeah. chickens. Like there's less water consumption, less fields needed, less um, you know waste what? created, yeah. less methane. I think what's going to happen is they will figure out how to grow them in labs. 
Yeah, I know, but but we need to know what the cost is to that. I'm not I'm not bashing the idea. I think it's amazing, but what is the byproduct? Mm-hmm. Is there a byproduct? Because it needs to eat too, right? It needs to grow. Yeah, well, you can have to plant, plant based, plant based meat. Yeah, sure, cool. No, well, you plant you if you want to build amino bases, right? Yeah. In in a, any chemical lab, if you need to assemble something, you have all the strings, and you can just synthesize. You can just build it. There's machines for that. But how do they make build it? I I've asked. <laughs> they 3D printed. Remember? Neat. Yeah, yeah. there was a steak. They uh, 3D printed. What What is the base? What are they using as a base? Like pea protein. I don't know. This, I think this, we this need to know what that base is. You can't just be like, just make it in the lab, bro. <laughs> bro, I made this hamburger. In my let's, lab. Okay, let's say, right now they're just in yeah. the beginning, yeah. and let's they, say yeah. they figure it out in this natural based, whatever. I mean, I think that's gonna be ultimately what where we will go as a society yeah and then that thing in the basement is going to grow and then it's going to eat humanity but we don't know where it's going <laughs> okay so now we're to john carpenter some days that's right the thing the thing's coming no i, I don't know Honestly, so here gets a really weird part of it then so now <laughs> you're growing now you're growing a cow without a head kind of thing oh you will just grow the flesh right you just need no but he's he's getting on the fact okay does it feel pain like does it does it, it suffer? Does it suffer? Because in order for, like, different cuts of meat mm-hmm. within any animal yeah. have different tastes because of their different functions. It's very true. But so, I was just trying to reduce it on the environment. Thing. Like liver. Explain to me how liver is delicious. It filters, like, the bad opinion. stuff. It it's filters not. all the bad stuff. Sorry, I have to say, when I was eating it, it was delicious. Yeah, but it fried liver. But, like, liverwurst is amazing. Yeah, liverwurst. Liverwurst. Liver yeah, sausage. Or you chicken s- liver pate. Awesome. To, me, anyway. to me, it's like, this is the function of the liver. That's gross. <laughs> like, yeah, how eat it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, ultimately, it came from back when you were hunters and gatherers. You eat all the organs as you well. You ate everything. Yeah. You ate everything. Yeah. Everything, everything. Like, my mom sometimes made uh, rabbits or bunnies. Mm-hmm. And then when you order them from the butcher, they still come with the heart and they come with, uh-huh. the, they come with the kidneys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she made that. Yeah. She's like... Yeah, what do you do with a rabbit heart? You can eat it. Just like an apple? No, it's small. <laughs> no, it's a I very mean, large rabbit. It's an apple. I don't mean. I mean, do you eat it like a apple, not the uh, size no, of an apple? Cook it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honest questions. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. It's just like this is culture too. You think liver is gross. Yeah. For me, I grew up with that. Like you know, for Christmas in Germany, you do geese, goose, a goose. Yeah. So here, it's protected, right? It's like well, Canada geese, yeah. 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 So, because how cool would that be? It's Canada Day. Here's your Canada goose. <laughs> That'd be pretty brutal. Time to rename them Cobra Chicken. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> chicken. Sorry, Canada we segued way away from that. To non-vegans, so that's Logan and Pete. Uh-oh. Why do you think some non-vegans feel so personally attacked that someone is vegan, even when they are not being a jerk about being vegan? I know some can be self righteous vegans but most are not what like people uh in a, any any kitchen you worked at pete not throwing you under the bus but if you don't want to no, answer no, this no, question I'm, you I'm can. Long under this bus. so you if you get a specialty request not you but your line or the kitchen you worked in was it was everybody like yay <laughs> for what never never so unless you're for in like a, vegan a vegetarian or a vegan restaurant so here's the thing. Here's the thing of what it looks like in the industry side of it. Um, 
a lot of cooks, and even myself included, they look at themselves as craftsmen, as um, you know, even artists. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're tradespeople. Yeah. They, you know, they do something. I respect that. There's, a, there's like, a sense of pride. There's a lot of pr- there's yeah. pride to it. And mm-hmm. This is just the cook side of things, not necessarily me speaking as a human being. No, it's no, cook. it's well deserved too. No, as the cook side of things. So you wouldn't go to say an art gallery. And or request an art and say, you know yeah. what, you've got this really nice Picasso here, and over there you've got like a Monet, and over here you you know you've got a Rembrandt. But you know what, none of this is doing anything for me. <laughs> In fact, what I would really like right now is, yeah. um, you know, I want I don't know I, 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 Van Gogh. Yeah, I want a Van Gogh. I and I only eat Van Gogh. I got you. Yeah. Well, the cooks will just look at that and be like, dude, don't go to the art gallery. Like, don't, why are you here? Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you can use profound language. It's okay. No. <laughs> I'm using profound language, not profane. <laughs> but, so that's, that's the way that they'll kind of approach it that. As, yeah. um, especially when there aren't any vegetarian or vegan items on the menu. Um, it'll just be like, really, that's like, that's not yeah. what we're here for. Granted, it'll happen sometimes. A lot of cooks have kind of come to terms with it. We throw a vegan item on the menu, like when you're yeah. creating menus, because it's going to happen. You're just, we, there's, and you don't want to lose that sale either on the business side of it. Yeah. I think that's a very good perspective. Well, and then, if, especially if you see it as a growing business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about this, like, <clears throat> on the flat top, right? You've been cooking burgers all there, and all you, you serve a vegan burger, you cook it on that same flat top? I mean, Some places, like, you know how uh, Pita Pit, yeah. you ever been to Pita Pit? They'll have, like, a separator in the middle of the grill, oh, and that's do, a vegan yeah. side of it yeah. there. That's what they'll do all their falafel and stuff. So they will separate it out, expecting that you're going to have somebody like that come along and say, hey, I'm not cool with that over there. Um, yeah. There's a kind of a joke in the industry, too, that the only vegan item is French fries, but you know, we fry everything else in other oil, too. Yeah. So. Mm. That's what I mean. You can taste it, too. You know, when you eat your fries, oh, yeah, there's fish in there. Yeah. You know, but that's, again, from my perspective, when I go out somewhere, I usually generally try to say, hey, I'm vegan. I'm just going to order something that I know is going to be okay. Because I don't... I feel obligated not to make it a big deal because there is this perception mm-hmm. and I'm aware of mm-hmm. too. Especially when you, especially around groups of men and you say, yeah, I'm vegan. Then it's just like, oh no, who are you? Yeah. It's true. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. No idea. <laughs> uh, no idea. Yeah. And. So I think why, why do people get upset about vegans existing in the sphere of them? I think partially there's a little bit of that subconscious moral argument. They're like, you know, they're kind of right. There might be a little bit of that. Oh, is it like, I know he's right, but I don't want to admit it, so I'm going to be mad at him? But it's, <laughs> it's, it could be that too. But it's, it's also, it's kind of the, um, the, the, there's a joke to say, how do you know the vegans at the party? Well, they'll tell you. Right? They'll always find you. <laughs> they'll and they'll it's tell that, you, I got you. Yeah. And it, it's kind of that holier than thou kind of mentality that I think people get really put off by. Okay. You know, come in and it's like, well, I'm vegan. And you're like, well, great. Okay. Question? Party ruined. <laughs> Specifically, is there a difference between a vegan request and a kosher request? In the kitchen, is a religious meal perceived differently in the kitchen, generally speaking, than somebody saying... Kosher, man, that'd be brutal. Than saying, hey, I want a vegan. Or is it the same pain in the butt? Um, if it's an orthodox kosher meal... It's basically impossible unless you're in an Orthodox kosher kitchen. Okay. Because they have yeah. a separate um, kitchen for milk. Everything. For dairy, and they have a separate one for meat. 
Um, yes. So they then it'd be like impossible. A mus- how do you call it? Like a, like a muzzle meal? Yeah. Um, <laughs> kitchens have relaxed a little bit more to that understanding that yeah, if somebody wants halal meat, it has to be, you know, it, it may need to be offered. Um, it's they've become more relaxed to it because now it's seen again as another sale. I don't think it's specifically any worse than a vegetarian or a vegan. Mm. Um, I think vegetarians are pretty much accepted like, oh, you want the vegetarian plate? Cool, whatever. That's what you're going to eat. You're watching your weight, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think the only time that I remember it being probably very frustrating is people who change it. Like when you deal with banquets, you're doing four or 500 people and it's all, it's not a la carte. Yeah. So you put in your invitation towards the bride and groom. And this is what we're eating. You know, they're saying, well, I'm going, you know, you get meat or yeah. um, either get a beef and chicken. You or get the short notice, oh yeah, I'm vegan. And then everyone around the table turns into hysterical vegetarians and vegans and everything else. And it's like, oh, you're having vegetarian? Well, I am too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That can be quite frustrating, but that I think especially when everything's already set. Yeah. But that's an organizational thing. Like I don't want to do that. I'm organized for something. Yeah. So. Okay. You are not even aware of this at all. What? Like holier than thou thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like I get it. I get it. You need to say okay. You know, just so you know, I'm vegan. Like if you're serving food, I get it why people need to make it aware. Right. I get that. It's it's not <clears throat> to me. I don't see it as I'm vegan. <laughs> You know yeah, I mean? but I also I have to say I think there are people that are like that. They well, put they put no. themselves above other people well, because <clears> they think I do something better. I get it. It's like when the first electric cars came out, right? It was like I have an electric car. I'm saving the environment. Like I get it. Like, right? But then you seen this like a pompous. Um, yeah, you have to see the bigger person. picture. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. I have one that is addressed to me. Do you find you eat a lot of highly processed food? Mm. What about eating locally? How do you find that? Do you track your protein, iron and B12 intake? Or do you just know when you are getting enough? So that's a really good question, actually. There's there's a lot. (laughs) So when I first switched over, I found myself buying a lot of product that is a replacement, meaning Mm. veggie dogs, veggie burgers. Because, again, in the culture, you always serve something with protein and mm-hmm. then you associate protein with the replacement because that's what right. you ate before <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, lately i have been actively trying to replace that mm. meaning i soak a bunch of beans in my not the pan but in the in the one that with the iron colander no the really heavy duty pan with cast the, iron pan yeah the cast yeah. iron pan because when you cook them after a day of soaking, the pan releases iron as well. And then you can absorb it with the beans uh-huh. together. Yeah. And if you make pizza in the cast iron pan, you absorb it as well. Yeah, metal, <laughs> metal transfer. Are you, are you soaking in water in a cast iron pan? Yeah. Do you have your tetanus shot? Because you may be in danger of giving yourself tetanus from that, right? rusty, right? Because it may rust. Yeah, I've been fine, but maybe I have to look into it. Well, there's still no cure for lockdown, so just be careful. Yeah, just I'll make be sure you're cleaning it too. I do, mm-hmm. and I don't mean just no. You have to clean them. There's just like oil you have to put on them. Yes, I know. Otherwise, they rust again. So. But then you get more iron. Also, good iron. When you eat oats and you take vitamin C with it, mm-hmm. you can absorb iron faster. 
Interesting. Oh, good to know. If you drink coffee right away after, you can't absorb any iron. So even if you are a meat eater and you yeah. have coffee with your meat, it's not going to happen. Can't you just take like a multivitamin? Like you could, yeah. I was I was actually taking a vegan multivitamin. The only reason I got it because it was cheaper than the, <laughs> than the normal one. Like, nice. I was like, all right. And for the B12, I do the nutritional yeast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The B12 the weird, the weird Parmesan cheese substitute. It's actually quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeast and then it's enhanced with vitamins. With B6, oh. B2, B12. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, those are all every good. Backburner you can stuff. you can utilize it as a cheese replacement even too. Yeah. It has a very good flavor it's to cheesy it. Cheesy flavor. Or tomato hmm. pasta. And what about eating locally? I've been to Rebel Salad. Yep, they do a really good job. Yeah, they are actually quite good. And I've been to... Where else have I been to? Uh, do you go to Farmer's Bonobos? Bonobos, Bonobos? Bonobos yeah, yeah, they do. They, yeah, do, they some. do really good, good stuff too. And then I usually don't go to the farmer's market. No. That's local. I know it is, but I usually, I honestly, I don't have the time. Yeah, it's tough to get there some days. Mm. And then I really love the spring rolls too at um, Thai Kitchen, mm -hmm. but they are probably together with everything else in the deep fryer, but they still taste really good. What to ask? I think you just have to be more flexible. Oh yeah. And fries are always good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is it for questions. That's all the questions. Yeah. That's you know, that was actually a pretty decent turnout, though. Yeah. It mm -hmm. is. So, uh -oh. I have a couple points here that I want to talk about a little bit. Um, yes. I, I learned that Donald Watson yeah, coined the term vegan. In 1944. Yes. Oh, it's actually been around for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, he co-founded in, in the Vegan Society in England. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in school, like the term came about, and there was like, I don't know if it was a joke, but there was different. In school in 1944. No, cool, good. <laughs> no, but when I was in school, there was like different levels of veganism. Like, but again, I, I thought I thought I swear it was a joke. There was like the level five and the person only ate stuff they could find in caves and like the they... Scientology vegans? Like... Nah, I don't know man. Like they're like, oh if it doesn't cast a shadow then I can eat it type deal and I'm like, what? <laughs> I, don't I don't know about that one. I exactly. So yeah. I mean, but again this was just, I guess coming more to the forefront than I had heard it. So, so I, <clears throat> so my interesting question here uh -oh. towards Michael <gasps> Since we only have several minutes left, I believe. Yeah, six, um, five and a half. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> go, you gotta go. go. This is from my wife. She brought this up. I right. thought this was really interesting. Oh yeah, I think I missed it. Yeah. So, vaccines. Vaccines have animal byproducts in. Like what? Uh, it's what is it? Viral vaccines are produced in living cells, um, right? So when they make this cell, when they make it. It's, um, <laughs> The vaccine itself require the addition of complex gross media components such as fetal calcium, uh, uh, calcium uh, serum. And that was from the FDA. So if a vaccine, like say measles mumps vaccine, yeah. has an animal byproduct in it, are you breaking your vegan level code by vaccinating? Or is that a line that most people are like, no, I'm cool, I don't want 
myself yeah, to get measles. I'd see that as like more like the greater good type deal. Like, I'm I'm deal. I'm good. You're what? Yeah. What, what you I believe in vaccines. And yes. So that would be that's a like a line that's a line cross. that you're like I'm okay to cross that because the. Hey, the, listen. If I would crash somewhere with an airplane in the bush, mm-hmm. and I'm a vegan, yeah. and I have to survive, and I have, there's no food that I can live on, I'm gonna kill the first animal I see. And here comes a goat. Just wanders in. He's like, "Hey, bro, what's up?" There's you know, there's, there's. I think always the environment you live in, in, in it, in the moment, can you. But can... that's your unicorn situation, right? Like you're not, you're not planning to go on a plane so you can survive or man your way in a bush. Vaccines are something that you, in our first world country, we have the option to take, right? They're very, very highly recommended, right? In fact, some dumb doctors may punch you if you don't. But we can, that's a choice sort of thing. I don't think anyone would choose to get into a plane crash. Mm, gotcha. That's what I mean. So, so if, you, if you willingly have the choice, vaccines or no vaccines, yeah? Yeah, vaccines. Yeah. Done. Next question. Okay. No, that was my only one because that's a really weird one, right? No, I 100%. Um, I'm sorry. I'm right. not going to have it, my son yeah, have measles. Because it, it takes the animal cell to create the yeah. vaccine. Yeah. So now we get into the other part of it here. So... Um, are you cool with avocados, uh, uh, melons, kiwi, butternut squash? What? Well, the exploitation of bees happens there because a lot oh of the God. non-natural bees, <laughs> so these, there's apiaries produced, uh, that mean, produce bees that send them out to these fields yeah. because we're industrial crops, well, right? So you get all of these bees that go out there and fertilize things, but really what you've done is you made a whole bunch of little workers that you're not paying. Yeah. To, to me, to me that's thing. like you opening up a book and be like, well, technically, on a technicality, the bees made those fruits and made those vegetables. Well, you've right? exploited the bees. But Just the bees, as you exploit the bees to make the honey. Yeah, I know, but the bees do it naturally. That's mm-hmm. like they're, it's a byproduct of them creating, the, getting the pollen, creating yep. the honey. Like, I don't know. For me, I don't eat the honey, and that's it. What's I that? eat avocados, yeah, sure. Even when they have like the little wasps in them, because they actually like, there's a couple... There's some, yeah, there's some varieties of avocados that these wasps actually live in. So if you ever eat a bit of an avocado and there's this weird little crunch, you probably ate like a wasp larvae or something. I'm never eating an avocado. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we just, we just had smoothies with ground up avocados. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even know. I usually don't always buy avocados, to be honest. I buy maybe avocados once a month. What's better, avocado or banana? Banana. Think so? Or for what? In general. You had to pick banana avocado. It doesn't. No, it doesn't work. You can't do that. Okay, you're next lost. question. <laughs> lost. Those are just my. Bit. Well, okay. I have one more. Yeah, I have like a minute left. Banana. Hypothetically, <laughs> would you eat meat from an animal that needed to be killed due to old age or suffering? Uh, I would not. And what made me become vegan? Ooh, that's a good one. So. What event in your life? I actually became vegan because I felt that it was the right thing to do. For myself not for everybody but for myself hmm. and that i could support that and i made that decision with my wife together and it's actually it came just out of nowhere it's just suddenly it was like i you know what i have i have to i feel like this is something i want to do i think you had the groundwork before though like you already kind of had that in your mind yeah it's a vegetarian yeah. mm-hmm. probably so maybe a quick one if you can answer it Okay, so do you think that you have to do a lot more research when you go to buy stuff than you do now? Than you I, have, you what say? I ensure for myself is that I have protein servings with my meals. Mm-hmm. 
almost every single time and I need to make sure that they are complete strain of protein like quinoa, lentils, mm -hmm. beans. Only red kidney beans though, not all beans are whole. And yeah, we can probably can just like stop this and then cut this together with the other one. I think I can do another recording. Hang on a second. Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this now. I have to cut it together. Oh my god. Shit. <laughs> Still holding that trophy, aren't you? Scheiße. Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same word. <laughs> so... And what is my favorite vegan meal? That's a tough one. I I like to alternate food. I find it hard to stick always to the same. Fair. I think, your life? I think everybody's like that. Mm. What do you alternate between? Rice. <laughs> you just eat french fries and like pour beans all over them? <laughs> no, I do not. But I mean, what's my... F I really like... Lately, I really like large oats with chia seeds in the morning with mm. chocolate almond milk mm. yeah because the chia seeds actually have a complete protein and they have omega-3 and 6 oh nice so that's and the oats are really high in protein too yeah. and then you have the iron in there as well i find that's like almost like a power breakfast well not, not and parts too are really good i tried them but i prefer chia seeds yeah. but you're you're right i had them once well, now that i'm thinking about it do you think it's easier even Pete, maybe you might know. You think it's easier to absorb the nutrients from, let's say, animals than it is plant-based? It's very good. Or is it? I know the answer. Somewhat the same. So, Pete knows the answer. This too. is a bit of a nature nurture thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's a popular line of thought from a lot of anthropological biologists that believe that cooking food actually kickstarted our evolution. Okay. Okay, so if you look us next to a chimpanzee yeah. who has this giant jaw, all these teeth, and then us with this little wimpy jaw and only a few teeth, um, it's pretty clear we evolved to eat cooked food, which is softer, right. it's easier to digest, and you absorb more nutrients from cooked food, uh -huh. whether it be meat or not. Yeah, but it also depends on what you ate before, because your interior stomach bacteria floral, what's the yeah. word for that yeah, one, yeah. Yeah. is growing based on what you eat all the time. So if you suddenly say, hey, no, I'm going to go all natural, then good luck with that. Well, you got to like start the process all over again. It's, the, the bacteria changes. Yeah. Because some will die off and others yeah, because they're different. They multiply. Your yeah. gut flora will change depending on your diet and it kind of tries to suit towards mm. that. Um, now, that is on a somewhat smaller, like you can change that within your lifetime. Right. Right. Like I knew, a, I had a friend of mine who was vegetarian. He'd been vegetarian for a very long time. Not Michael, different friend. I actually have more than one friend. Um, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Beats insides. <laughs> he, um, he ate meat one time by mistake. He got very sick because oh. it changed. his gut flora had changed. Because he couldn't digest it. He was only in his 20s, right? right like, it's right. totally, your gut flora will change. This is on an evolutionary thing. So mm -hmm. this is millions of years back. When you are vegetarian and you eat meat for the first time since a very long time, yeah. I can say uh, from personal uh, experience, it's just, everything takes a bit longer. But so you should eat like small amounts of meat if yeah, you're transitioning? Yeah, it needs to adjust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that is actually almost like a pain sensation too. For the first oh, I'm sure. I feel because like it's upset stomach. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a totally different diet. It mm -hmm. it happens to a lot of the 
like international students I deal with, they come over here the dot and like the food that we have is completely different than it is in you know India yeah. or Korea or whatever. And it's not that it's bad food or not produced safely or something like that, but it's just totally different. So they have a hard time getting used to it. Mm -hmm. Even the spices are different just because they're yeah. they may be the same spice, but they're not grown the same place or you know it, yeah. big change for them. So that happens to people because of the way that your gut flora acts. So would the nutrients then be depending on what you are used to? Hang on one second before we go to the nutrients. The body cannot break down plant-based food as fast as meat. Mm. It's not as easy. Cooked meat. Okay. Cooked meat is the big thing. Raw meat, the body is not really equipped to deal with that too much Interesting. anymore. Um, I think that's genetics so too. Like some tribes still eat raw meat and they're fine, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some outliers, but I just mean like the human race overall. Mm -hmm. um, it's much, like cooked meat is much easier to digest. The reason that they believe that this actually kickstarted evolution is because if you think, um, if you think in the hunter-gatherer society, if they spent all day gathering, getting all these things, it, you have to gather a heck of a lot of nuts and berries yeah. to sustain you for a day. And this is all your effort is. You're running around, you're gathering, you're grabbing, you're eating and eating and eating and eating. And like if you look at a lot of these uh, primates, they spend so much of their day eating and just sitting there and chewing. Mm -hmm. So much chewing. So much pooping. Well, that too, right? It's a byproduct thing. <laughs> it's a waste. I don't, it's not even a product. That's mm -hmm. not a product in that way of it. Um, so, Fertilizer. Yes. <laughs> I'll get into that point in a minute. Um, Somebody did his research. A little bit. Um, so this allowed humans, when we started eating cooked food, allowed us to evolve and do things other than just wander around and look for food and not die. Right. Right? So now you're getting more nutrients. Your body's absorbing it quicker. Now you can focus on crazy cool stuff like agriculture. Also density, right? The density of protein in meat is higher. There's yep. fat in there. Yep. That, like we talked about this earlier today, mm -hmm. briefly, Logan and I, that then we think due to that, the Homo sapiens, however, the yeah. development was, were able to grow the brain size as well. Yep. Because they could work on things that weren't just hunting and gathering, um, or just weren't just gathering and eating and chewing. Um, it also has a, like, the simplest explanation is that um, babies are more survivable. Because mm. if you think the mother has more time to spend with that baby, to raise that baby, because she's not spending all this time just wandering around eating. Eating for herself, yeah. Uh, I don't know, no. I, don't, I can't believe that really, because they will just carry the baby and it just feeds off the breasts. And you can just feed it for four or five years. But what if you can't find enough berries for a day? Well, it's a tribe. They work together. Yeah, yeah, but what? Who would come first, though? If you can't find enough food, who well, comes you first? would think. I don't know. That's a really good question. No, but, but in my tribe, I would give food first to no, the women. No, but there are situations of drought. <laughs> there are situations of famine, right? And it's not anything to do with the tribe. The tribe could fail in finding more food. So yeah, and then they the die out. They could even just go. But the babies are the first to go. Do you think so, really? Though? Absolutely. Because the mother has breast milk. But the, it'll dry up. If there's not, not if she gets food. That's what I mean. That's if, what I mean right? There yeah, is no yeah. food. So let, look at this. The, the it's, a, this it's a very good point, yeah. There's, but there's, I, I find it's not the total truth. So there's three of us here in this tribe, let's say. <laughs> what? How long is it going to take us to forge enough food to eat per day? A very long time. 
How long is it? How long can we eat if we shoot one deer? All of that depends. Probably a couple of days. See, that's that's sort of the point. And it's, it no, just it's, takes the one. By the way, you can also collect a lot of almonds as well, and just let them be somewhere where you can store them. So a herd of deer, right? Maybe say twenty or something like that. The tribe will follow the herd around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. now, if they go to a blueberry patch and eat enough blueberries for a day or two. That blueberry patch is going to be depleted pretty quickly. Yep. There's so not another you, patch behind it. Yeah. There's not yeah. necessarily another patch behind it. Yeah, so. and that I think in that society, how that was, that was not vegan diet was not sufficient. Oh no, God no. Huh. That's but this is what I'm saying that like eating meat helped us evolve. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? And survive. Part of us and yeah. and survive. Um, yeah, that mostly that's from. Um, but also it? they ate meat that was not. Processed, processed and industrial and, like and churned and through the machine <laughs> yeah not has not a lot of additives yes it was very pure right so there's people who just say i'm gonna eat only the meat i hunt myself yeah and that's that's fine how about her well that's that's fine to somebody who hunts like i'm not i'm not a hunter so and that's, isn't it more lean? It's like venison is more lean. Yeah, venison is really lean. It can yeah. be quite gamey. Mm. Wild, um, wild meat has this game taste to it. Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard what's the joke about rabbits, like eating rabbits. It's like, oh, I need another one or something like that. No, like, you can actually starve. Yeah, um, you can you starve eat, from eating it. <laughs> yeah, if you just eat nothing but rabbits, um, then you will die because you're not getting enough other things. You can't just be a rabbit carnivore for the rest yeah. of your life because there's no. They're very little fat on them, yeah, I think, yeah. as part of it. Wild ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's like nothing to them. All right. What else you got? So. <laughs> he pulled out his phone. <laughs> as if it was like this big textbook. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm under trouble again. No, no, no. You're on the offensive. So <laughs> one of the points about, again, in terms of human before we're going to go any further, I just want to stress that this is a, an open discussion and like we are just talking, just talking. And it's, I think it's a very interesting exchange of ideas and perceptions. Yeah, for the record, I'm totally cool with Michael's vegan. And if he came to a restaurant and I was working and ordered vegan food, I'd make it for him and not care. It's cool. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we're just talking more about the perceptions and the yeah. viewpoints of society. Yeah, that's where we're all on the same page here. So, uh, where was I going with this? Um, I'm going to pull out my phone again so I remind myself here. <laughs> it's okay. Just leave it out. Go ahead. So, just a quick fact check what you said earlier to regarding the uh, cast iron pan. So, it says, do not let beans or anything else sit overnight in cast iron unless there is heat to it. Do you heat it? The food can be totally ruined or inedible, but it doesn't say why. From what? Mm. Or what? But I'm gonna have to look into this a little bit more. Yeah, that's uh, I, in food safety. You never do that. You never store things in metal, mm. um, and after you do open mm. them, well, stainless steel's okay, but not like a porous iron or anything like that. Yeah, it's good. I didn't There'd know. There'd still be leaching going on. Yeah, yeah, but you'd still get a little bit of stainless steel taste. It's the same <laughs> thing if you do exercises on uh, on an iron pole outside. Yep. Uh, it's it absorbed through your skin. Like you in the kids' playroom, you do some pull-ups or whatever yeah. outside. You actually absorb it too through your. Yeah, there will be a 
kind of like an osmosis type. Well, not yeah. osmosis. No, yeah. No, it would be osmosis. Yeah, you're right. It, it occurs. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, you get you get a higher rate of iron from it. <laughs> Hit me. <Literally>. So <laughs> five seconds. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So animal husbandry. If we want to talk about the now, let's oh, get yes. into ethical veganism here. Okay. Animal so ethical veganism is the entire point of nothing in your life has anything to do with animals. So now we get into the exploitation of mm. bees, right? As being not that's not right. Um, we get into um, talking about, like, say, a working dog. So a seeing eye dog. Yeah. That's or if not... you buy your car and it has leather seats in it. Yeah, yeah. that too. Yeah. Or if you buy shoes or pants, mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, necklace. Oh yeah, if it's made from silk from a leather or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gloves. Can't wear safety gloves. Not allowed. Because they're mainly made out of deer and stuff like that. And sheep. And I don't know <laughs> where you draw the line then. Like our our whole society is based around byproducts from animals. Mm -hmm. Like the skin of an animal. Like how many things that did we use that are from skin? Mm -hmm. How many things it's that huge. we use? Look at glue. You're not allowed to use glue anymore because. Well, I mean, the joke is what horses. Sell the horse because it's gonna make glue or mostly, something. Mostly pigskin. Well, actually, yeah. yeah, the gelatin portion of it. Yeah. Mostly oh, gelatin's another one. Yeah, yeah gelatin's huge. Pigskin, so most vegans don't eat jello, gum, like gummy thing. Gum. Well, you can't because it's the bone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't do gum because there's honey or gelatin in some of them. Like <laughs> there are some spirit gums actually. Like, well, you gotta find them. Right? Right? You gotta make sure they are. Did you know we have in Santa Bay a vegan shop, grocery shop that only carries vegan food only? That's no. awesome. Yeah. What's it? It's called Name drop. Compass Foods. Compass Foods? Yeah. Okay. It's on... Oh. Hey, I got this. I was like, I can't think of the name. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it. He's just making it up. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, I think it's actually fantastic. No, that's cool. And I think they're doing really well, too. We should go there and ask people questions. Well, you know what I wanted to do today? I drove there today. <laughs> I drove there today. And it's on Tungsten Street. I drove there oh, today okay. and I wanted to pick up some uh, Beyond Meat sausages. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to cook them and have yeah. them ready here for you guys. But they are closed on Mondays. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, because I was like, hey, try this. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to have your feedback live on the podcast. I didn't work out. That's okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, so ethical veganism. So, like, seeing eye dogs, sled dogs, police canine unit, none of these things, right? Uh, wool, obviously, is way out. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah. it comes from an animal. Leather, um, gloves. Horseback riding, bad idea. Ugh. You're exploiting the animal in some way. Um, like everything from our zoo, history. Zoos. Zoos. Zoos, zoos are another no-go. But one. zoos are starting to go all the way out. Thank God Canada banned all the whales and dolphin kept captivity now. But, but are they better off in the ocean themselves? Because look how many animals die, all like wash up on shore. Like are they yeah, really better? Yeah, but this better? isn't really a population-saving measure. <sighs> Yeah, it's literally like dance a in a cage for you. Because they have yeah. they have really tight social structures. And yeah. you take them away from them. Yeah, that's true. Like they like, imprinted. Like even like look at Russia, aren't they like releasing a whole bunch of whales because like, they were in whale jail or something? Because they shot they sold them to China. Well yeah, there was some sort of loophole if they captured the whales and they yeah. are considered something else. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. No, good on Canada for that because really it did it it did not in any way really benefit 
Well, no, like, it was just for our spectacle, right? right? It's just it, it's totally a little, like, look but, at us as a superior yeah. species towards these things, and they can dance, and we can do... But again, that tricks. was kind of ingrained in our history, too, right? Circuses, traveling circuses. Like, it's entertainment. Almost. Entertainment. Well, that was, like, right before TV, before mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, look at that animal. We've never seen that before. I think that's how culture goes out here. Yeah. Like, humanity in it whole. Yeah, you, it true. goes through phases, phases and yeah. then you look back and say, this is not right. But I think it is better just to, like, videotape it. Like you're not harming the animal, you just videotape it okay. and be like, I have this video, you're not doing anything to the animal, you're just revealing it. That's not the same as watching the animal. It's true, it's not the same as in person, but you're not altering the habitat yeah. in that regard. You're not stealing it away from the habitat. Mm-hmm. So you'd have VR pet a dog then? That'll be a thing, man. That'll be a thing. A what? VR to pet a dog. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Oh, even any animal. Really? Anyway. Well, that's if we proceed how it is now, well, supposedly is, they all are going to die off. I actually had my first experience with the headset thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Yeah. You like it? Pretty cool. Well, what, what did you do? Uh, I think it was, it was Science North had a thing at the museum. Nice. And you could, it was it was sports-based, and I did snowboarding. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> at first, well, I mean, at first you're in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. You're, like, looking all around in a helicopter. It's pretty neat, but you're on the outside of the helicopter. How, like, immersive was it? Like, were you still like, no, we have not passed on Candy Valley yet? We're totally... No, it, it, was, it was really cool. Like, I... You you feel like you're there, right? You don't... You don't yeah. Obviously, feel you don't feel cold or anything, but, I mean, the sounds are there. Like, it's it's like they took the video recording with the audio. Mm-hmm. So everything's there. It looks really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how they say, you know, don't stare at a television too close? Yeah. Well, you're like... <laughs> yeah, you're literally there. But then, no, I, I had a... What is it? It was like wobbly after, like it was mm. a different perception after I took them off. But it, was, mm. it was really neat. Cool. Mm. Bringing us back to topic. No. <laughs> We're not derailing this show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gave us just another five minutes here. So on the topic of ethic, ethical veganism, for myself, when I recently whatever, I purchased a car, I tried to say that I would like to have a car with cloth seats or vegan leather and i try to make that a part of the deal mm-hmm. uh, and f- however in phasing into this ethical veganism for myself i find it's financially sometimes not possible to swap everything you possess in one moment out and then face mm. yes. in the other one so what i'm doing in our family it's mostly what we have we use as long as it goes if it breaks, that's what it is. But we are, and but if you replace it, we are a little bit more conscious. Of yeah, it's also a good environmental concern too that you're not just all right wholesale throwing out all my mm-hmm. non-vegan items, creating more waste. You're just yeah waiting. Well, and and that's that's another part of it too, right? Like now you're adding to the landfill. Like how is that really yeah. good for anybody? Yeah. I gave some of my jackets to my brother. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It's just for me that felt the right thing to do. But I can I can see people that feel maybe they take it so far that they feel disgusted by it. If they really think about it, yeah. that they wore death skin on their sh- on their feet every yeah, day. If, if you really want to go that far, I yeah. mean, like in our history, right? Like when we were cavemen, like it got cold. What did we do? Mm-hmm. Hey, look at that animal. It looks really warm. You know, wear it. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm warm. Like, so we survived off of it. And it's the best insulation you can get. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, well, I mean, pillows, like, down. Down, yeah. Down down like, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to do to totally, because you're not just, 
disenfranchising yourself from all that, you're really taking yourself right out of society because unfortunately a lot of this stuff is ingrained in us. Um, animal husbandry has, has been one of the other things that has helped us evolve and get to the state that we are. Um, it's been pinnacle importance towards agriculture, mm -hmm. travel, and let's talk this way before we even thought about buying and building cars, you know, like how much, how much did it matter to early Europeans and Anglo-Saxons to have horses? Oh yeah, huge. huge. Right? Military-wise. Yeah. That's to my have, first thought. To have oxen. To plow fields. That's right? for the food. Right? Yeah. So all of that has really been ingrained in us in a lot of ways. Um, Hell, even birds and like the first world messengers, war. Messenger yeah. birds. Yeah. Like. So Gerald Diamond wrote gun germs. Hunting dogs. Hunting dogs. Um, wrote gun germs and steel. And one of his sort of primary theses, is, or theses within it is talking a lot about how certain subcultures and certain societies and certain tribes have gotten to one point and others have gotten to the other point. So the, if you really want to quickly juxtapose it, it's like, okay, so if you look at Southern Africa, which may have certain amounts of very simplistic tribal societies that we're used to in, you know, in a lot of stereotypes, um, comparison to, you know, what your Europe is like right now, you know, with, um, you know, monorails and such, there's very big difference there. Now, why is that? That's one of the questions mm. that's been asked. So what he kind of shows is it has a lot to do with animal husbandry. Gotcha. For example, if you look up to Europe, they had the animals that would help them move this along. So they had horses, mm -hmm. right? That helps a lot. Of, there's a lot of work that can be done by these. But that's evolution too. Well, we domesticated the horses because the horses were able to yeah. And then we replaced the horses with machines. Yep. Now, if you go down to Africa, you can't domesticate a zebra. They don't work like that. Mm -hmm. They're like deer. You can't domesticate yeah. deer. Okay. It's you can't get them to do things. You can't ride them. They're not, so though it those societies ended up diverging and one of them going more and more technological because they had animal husbandry to help them along. Oh, interesting. So it's a really interesting. Um, this is also time management again, right? They had more time to do other things because exactly. the animals helped. Them. Oh, yeah. 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 And probably less, you know, apex predators to that they had to fend off and such. Oh, yeah, the lion, man. You know, it's so it's, tough. yeah, actually, hippos kill more than lions. Oh, yes, they're hippos extremely aggressive. Yeah. But I mean, the, well, I found out that the lions are what they call a hyper carnivore. It's mm -hmm. their entirely meat. Yeah, mo just, all, almost all cats are. Just meat. Yeah. So hyper carnivore. <laughs> Okay, That's I'm going to have to bring this to a closing. I don't cool. want to cut you both off, but oh, that you yeah. have anything to say that you think you want to contribute to this episode. Logan! <laughs> uh, I think my understanding of what veganism and ethical veganism has increased a little bit. Okay. Interesting. I mean, to each his own. I'm not going to sit here and berate anybody for choosing whatever path, but... Do you feel any different? about I th the I whole think my picture no, my, yeah like the entirety picture like i think my conscious is a little more to weigh in about like right because now we're we're, we're I'm chiming in about the industrialization of the meat products and whatnot and like the the great machine where you just churn in all these animals and then mm -hmm. you go to the superstore and you pick up that one little thing and what was the process that went through that to get to that animal but yeah yeah it's uh increased a little bit there Pete? 
kind of anytime you talk about this, you learning different people's perspective is really interesting. Um, so I always like to take that. Um, I really enjoy the questions that come across because they allow you to look at somebody else's perspective mm -hmm. and the answers that they're looking for in this particular uh, subject or whatever that you're yeah. talking to. Very true. Um, and in terms of you know where this is going to go, I think that I I don't think that we're ever going to completely disconnect ourselves from animals, animal husbandry, and even in terms of food. I don't think in a hundred years we're all going to be a hundred percent vegan. Mm -hmm. I just don't see that happening. Um, however, I do see that we're going to have reduced meat diets and we're going to have more plant-based proteins and plant-based foods to available to us. And that's going to become a new normal. Mm -hmm. Alone for subs to sustainability yes. as well. Yes, and necessary. Yeah. Because a purely meat farm we've shown now is not really sustainable long-term, like all cows. A purely uh, vegetable farm is not hugely sustainable long-term because you keep having to manufacture fertilizer to do yeah. all this. A small, um, a combination farm, or like a homestead if you can picture it, is actually the most sustainable because then you have cows that create manure, which fertilize your crops, mm -hmm. which, you know, it, so on yeah, and so forth. So cycle, that's yeah. really where the most ecological um, opportunities are, is in smaller scale farmings where everything works together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for myself, I would like to say that uh, eating-wise and health-wise, I mean, I think mostly this got Identified, identified, whatever. It got, I was made more aware of it okay. when we had child. Oh, yes. And then suddenly you, I always cared about food a little bit, but I think that multiplied it by hundreds to see what we can do for our child. Like a better future type deal or? Uh, yeah, also what is healthy and what can we, like what can we do? Mm -hmm. And there was this conflict I actually had and I think I'm going to bring this up as a closing note, that what are you going to do with your child? Are you just going to f force it to be vegan as well? Are you going to feed it pro uh, meat? Explain the situation. Yeah, what are you going to do? And first we didn't change his diet, and then ultimately we did switch his diet as well. And for myself, I think it was the right decision as we are aware of what he gets and what he needs mm -hmm. to the best of my knowledge and he's healthy uh, but also seeing him uh, in his eyes when he says I don't want to drink milk from a cow it's not my milk okay. I'm, I mean like maybe he says that because I don't think we worded it like this but we just said it's an animal we don't mm -hmm. eat animals yeah but I mean, he he's actually, he's, he doesn't want to do it. I don't know. Maybe this is, a, however, it's this culture and you yeah. pass it on and then it carries on. Right? Yeah, there's nurturing. Yeah, so, and if he w decides one day he wants to eat meat, that's totally fine too. Mm -hmm. So, I, I'm open to that as well. That's, that's his call, right? It's a very brave call that you did um, with a vegan diet towards your kid. Like, that's something I... I, I don't even know if I'd be able to do that. I really mm -hmm. don't. So I think that's very brave and very uh, challenging because I'm sure that you maybe have met some people who aren't as uh, <laughs> um, understanding. Uh, considerate towards it. Consider it. it. Mm -hmm. so. I find, I think it's also hard on him as well because yeah. sometimes you feel excluded. Everybody yeah. gets something mm -hmm. certain. Yeah. So what we do, we always try to match 
food that other people have um, when we go somewhere and it's yeah. a public event yeah. which um, when he feels included mm -hmm. but I have to say actually honestly and my circle of friends and companions uh, there is a strong sense of support I find there's a lot of people who actually say hey I know you're you're vegan and do you need anything when we have this uh, event or yeah. can we do something for it and then there's people who step up and say hey you know what don't worry about it I have this mm -hmm. and we actually do not expect this like right. we, are, we are always we are always prepared to say hey we bring our own stuff it's good thank mm -hmm. you but there are I, I find that really nice actually so thank you for that yeah okay no cool good talk this brings to an end this is like the youngest episode ever <laughs> Ever, ever. I have to edit this. I have to cut it together. Okay. So, Pete, thank you very much Anytime. for being here and having us discuss this topic. Loma, I really appreciate you being here as well. Always. Disgust. We'll as take well. over your podcast anymore. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we're just always interested in talking about this stuff, like this falls in the realm of science and whatnot, right? What yeah. we can do with it. So, mm -hmm. it's cool. all good. Yeah, I like these discussions mm -hmm. very much. Okay, this is Us by the Giant, bonus episode two. We are out. I'm Michael. And I'm Logan. With and I'm the supporter, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a good night. <laughs>